You're listening to the best of the TomBernardShow.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> well, I'd like to know if I was married to a horror piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My. Special stripe. That was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. This is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding uh, so they can help themselves and their families the best they can. And the number is? Is 800 or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back to another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you, as always, by Brad, Shaw, and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had Daryl Thompson in studio, talking about bolder options, as well as his time in the NFL, college life. It's all good. Next on the Best of... You just a free spirit today, Cassie. I am. Um, it's Thursday. I've had a rough week. I'm hoping Why? the rest of the, What's oh, the matter? Just, too much stuff going on. I just. What are you going under? <laughs> I feel like it. <laughs> That's I, what it sounds like. I literally. Like, I by the time I get in bed, my mind goes blank, and I'm like, I don't even know what I did today. But it'll get better. My dad's out of the hospital, so. Oh, good. Excellent. Yeah, he's that home. Was my next question. Yep, he's home. Excellent. Glad to hear it. No doubt. We're talking to Daryl Thompson about Boulder Options two nine, uh, 2019 Gala. It's on Thursday, May 2nd, a week from today, 5 to 9 p.m. You can go to boulderoptions.org, of course. Uh, the event will uh, again be held at the Minneapolis Event Center's Riverside Room in St. Anthony, Maine, 212 2nd Street, southeast of Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55414. Valet parking will be available for $10 a car, which is a good price. Yeah. That's less than a meter now for one hour in downtown Minneapolis. Isn't it? <laughs> a meter is not <laughs> yeah. that much, is it? Well, there's two I bucks got the now app. Hour, I got it? the app. I I am. Uh, I love that app. It's that saved me. Cool. I used to keep quarters, yeah. and I was all jammed up all the time. But the app has uh, helped me out quite a bit. So what they've done, and you might not know this, is they just cut in half the max time from four hours to two, yeah, and tough. they jacked the prices way up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they being Jacob Fry. You know, I, well, the restaurant spite. owners must be just. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're not happy. They're no, well, look, these days, if you have a restaurant downtown Minneapolis, you better have valet parking. That's all I'm saying. Because people people are not happy about this. And, you know, he's, he, I guess that's how you serve the people is jack up the rates to four times what they used to be. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But, you know, that's, I just went downtown totally and I parked in a parking ramp for 15 minutes and it cost me $9 for 15 minutes. <laughs> For 15 minutes. I'm like, really? There you go. <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. The government well, center? No, no, not the government center. It was 
I, I don't even know. Where what it was. IDS, <laughs> IDS. That's the jam, that's the king building right there. Oh, you go in that yeah. bad boy, you're yeah, gonna. It it's like uh, you said, you're 15 minutes, so that'll be 34. Hours. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll prorate it. Yeah, there you have it. Hey, we could end up like Norway, where people get pulled over for speeding. You have to pay a percentage based on your net worth. Did you know that? Whoa. Yeah, that's a I true do. story. It's kind of interesting when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, I make say it hurt. So. Yeah, <clears throat> one guy uh, found they found out he was a very very wealthy man. Got caught for speeding, and he was doing I think you know like ninety and a fifty five or something. His speeding ticket was one hundred and sixty three thousand dollars. Oh, speaking <laughs> of tickets, wow! Speaking of That'll tickets, leave a mark. <laughs> I just saw a news story. They just passed a law in Minnesota. You have to be completely hands-free. They don't right. want to see your phone in your hand. Good. And they'll yeah, give good. you a ticket. August 1st. Well, the uh, police departments and sheriff departments are getting pretty, pretty um, right. smart. What they're doing is they're putting a bunch of uh, like troopers on a school bus. Mm-hmm. So that I way they can that. look down into your car and see if – and they'll pull you over and give you a Good. ticket. So keep your hands Good. off your phone. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. It's too dangerous. It's way too dangerous to be looking at your phone while you're driving. Don't yep. do it. Seriously. The other thing is I've seen I, – I used to drive on 494 in rush hour every morning for 25 years. See women putting on makeup. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. You shouldn't be putting oh, yeah. on eyeliner at 60 miles well, an hour. It seems like that's actually fine. It seems like I've never seen a woman crash when she's putting her makeup on. I I would be scared to have something sharp near my eye yeah, in a moving for real. vehicle. <laughs> I was like, no, that doesn't sound like a good plan. Put on some mascara while I'm going yeah. so fast that it could be shot through my head like a bullet. <laughs> yeah, well, there well, Catherine, your mom had to give up horseback riding because of that very thing. She was sitting at... Uh, Williston and Highway 7 at a stop uh, light, sitting there, and a woman putting on her makeup and drinking something rear-ended her at 60 miles an hour while she was sitting still. Is it Williston and and 7? She was a bit dis... Well, at Williston 7, right at that light there. That was the neighborhood we first moved to when we came from Boston. Great neighborhood. Yep, it is. Mm -hmm. I love that neighborhood. No doubt about it. um, So Daryl Thompson's in studio. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask Daryl about the uh, the uh, the NFL draft and what's that? First of all, I guess I've never asked anybody. What's it like uh, knowing you're going to go high because you did, and you, I assume you knew you were going to go high in the draft, didn't you? Yeah, I, I think you, you. I knew that I was going to uh, within uh, probably five picks of where I was going to be drafted, um, where I was at that time, and even now, I think you you know within probably five to ten slots of where you're going to be, unless you do something catastrophic before that i don't get a dwi or something crazy so yeah yeah i knew that i knew where i was gonna i had a really good idea where i was gonna be and you are on i was i'm a pretty calm person but i was nervous Mm -hmm. that day just because i was you're you're, you grow up you watch football my idol was walter payton and earl campbell and you know jim brown all those people and i'm like sure i'm gonna get drafted today i'm about 99 percent sure and uh i got drafted i waited like I don't know, two and a half hours or something like that, which in hindsight really isn't that big of a deal compared to people that no. wait, you know, two or three days or something like that. Days, so, yeah. uh, and I got on a plane, I went to Green Bay and I met Lindy Infante and um, the, had an opportunity to be obviously Green Bay Packer, but it's uh, it's a, it's an awesome experience to put on a cap and to be on the field and to um, uh, play against people that you have watched um, growing up from, you know, Scott Studwell to, um, uh, you know, uh, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, uh, Refrigerator oh, yeah. Perry, um, lots of people, you know, that I just had grown up kind of watching. And next thing you know, you're on the field. And I was completely – the first game we played against uh, the 49ers and Ronnie Lott was on the field. And I, you've all seen Ronnie Lott oh, highlights God. of him going yeah. one direction and another guy going the same direction, the opposite direction he's going um, after that play. So very, very uh, awesome day. No, it's got to be just a, what, what an incredible feeling. Sit there going, "Hey, this is this is little Daryl that grew up to be a man, and now look at what." It's got to be overwhelming, I would imagine, in a very good way, though. Yeah, it is. I think it's just, a, it, and it also just accelerates because you you know you get on the field yeah. as a as a freshman, and then all of a sudden you know you're uh, by the time you're a junior or senior, you actually see that there is a. That potential, just from uh, the, the the way you play and the, the what people are telling you, and then just looking at your your stats and everything else, you're like, I think I could actually play um, professional football, which didn't 
become a reality to me until I was a junior in college when I was like, I think I could play professional football. Before that, I was kind of like, I don't know. I don't I don't know what I was playing. I'm just kind of like just doing my deal right here. But I was like, I think I might be able to play. There's some guys that are leaving here and guys I've played against that are in the NFL now. And uh, that's when it became a, a real option uh, for me and a goal, Did actually, you get a quite honestly, Tom. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did you get a chance to sit down and talk to Walter Payton? <laughs> I was just telling my wife and kids or retelling my kids a story about I uh, played in a um, Hall of Fame game when he was inducted, and I was a bear at the end of my career. It would have been my sixth year. I got released, and mm-hmm. I'm standing on the sideline behind Walter Payton because he had carte blanche. He could go anywhere he wanted in the Bear Stadium. Oh, yeah. And he's standing on the sideline, and I'm staring at the back of him like just like I'm <laughs> like I just I'm like uh, so giddy, and I'm not thinking about the game. Now, if they called my name, I would have forgot to go in the game. <laughs> and I'm staring, and finally he turned around and saw me, and he knew I burned a hole in his back with my eyeballs and he shook my hand and then my I told my my I told my kids I was like I was just complete then everything <laughs> they know there's a Walter Payton picture in my house he's my password oh. uh, like everything on my computer you want to get on my computer Walter Payton 34 you know you might need to find the rest of it but uh, Walter is part of the almost every password that I have so yeah I, I met him one what? time and it was a, a, the highlight of my uh, in a, NFL career I got very lucky as well. I, I met him in Chicago doing voiceover, actually. I was down in Chicago doing voiceover, and I met him. There is no nicer, there was no nicer human being than Walter Payton. What a wonderful person. Nice. Really decent guy. Classy. Also ran yep. with a passion that is unmatched. I still, I teach and talk to, you know, football players. You want to watch and know how to play football, pull up his highlights on YouTube, and that's all you need. You see, you don't, you can tell you anything else that, just pull up Walter on uh, uh, YouTube. I talked to the young back university. Just watch him. Just yeah, just spend like seven, eight, nine minutes. Watch him. I said, that's how you run the ball. I said, that's passion. That's energy. That's never giving up. And that's blocking. That's receiving. That's throwing. That's setting up. That's every single piece of football right there. Walter yep. did everything you need to do. No doubt about it. He had a special, uh, there were special hills that he ran every year early, long before the season would start. He had staircases that he would love to run. All these all these basically, I guess, tracks, you could call them, or training areas. But he, uh, man, he put in a lot of hard work to stay in shape. He really did. Yeah, he did. I And I ran hills because of him and started running hills because yeah. of him. And I have yeah. my kids run hills. And kids, any kid I've coached ran a hill if there was a hill near the practice that we were. And there mm-hmm. usually is. So, yeah, that was uh, he would have had a tremendous impact on uh, on my life. Yeah, it's it's just wonderful to be able to sit there and think about things like that. Uh, meeting your heroes is pretty damn cool. But, of course, in my life, my heroes were disc jockeys, so it was kind of disappointing. No, 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 no there were some Jack. great people. Did you ever meet Wolfman I met, Jack? Well, I did, absolutely. <laughs> and he came, because at that time I was doing nights at 1500 KSTP. Yeah. And he came into the studio and he heard me, and I was, you know, pretty rambunctious back in those days. <laughs> and he comes up to me and goes, Cadman. Is stealing my act. <laughs> he was a really, really good guy. But while he was telling me I was stealing his act, he was doing a line of coke. So I didn't think he was going to live that long, and I was right because he didn't. Oh, did not behave. <laughs> Wolfman lived life to the fullest, I guess, if that's the way you want to put it. But nice guy. Really, really tremendous guy. And that's the thing that I, I want to impress upon everybody, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, hockey, whether it's you know on television, on the radio, whatever it is. The really, really good people are also really nice people. I think people that want to be really good but don't quite get there tend to be the arrogant pains in the ass. I, I really do think that's true because a really successful people who are really good at their job. I've, I really have not met one that's a jerk. I, I don't think I ever have. I would agree. They're, yeah, they're just hardworking, good people, and, and that's how it should be. Um, oh, God, we've only got about three minutes left here. I better, get, I better do my job. Boulder Options 2019 Gala on Thursday, May 2nd, uh, a week from tonight, 5 to 9 p.m. It's right there. And it's a great event center, by the way, Minneapolis Event Center, Riverside Room. It's a great, great area. I, I love all that St. Anthony, Maine area anyway. It's just... You know, when they built that, I was, I guess, in my 20s when they first developed that entire area. Man, I was just floored by you go the, the what the hell was the name of that that restaurant over there? It was a it was a St. Anthony Main. God, I don't oh. remember. It doesn't matter. They redid that what was though. The, name of that? the redoing that yeah, a couple did, years yeah. ago was uh, kind of brought it back yep. up. So it got a little run down in that area, and I think that the, the rebuild yeah. the last five, six, seven, eight years has been 
Uh, tremendous. Maybe not eight. Was, Three or four years. I just nope. love how it's just, all these road construction projects take like five years to do. It's just oh, <laughs> They do, yeah. God. They do. Anthony's Wharf, that was the name of it. That's right. Anthony's Wharf was a restaurant. But that whole, yeah, that whole area. And they actually had... Uh, Couple, you know, a couple of comedy clubs come and go over there. Mm-hmm. You know, Procnon, Maine's always been. It's a great area anyway. There's tons of parking. They have uh, valet parking available for Boulder Options, $10 a car. There's a parking ramp one block north. There's lots of parking, so that's not going to be a problem. Plus, it's May 2nd, so the weather should be really pretty good, I would think. Dinner in the program will begin downstairs at 645. Dinner includes a gluten-free chicken beef duo served with a salad, vegetable, coffee, tea, and dessert. Gluten-free dessert option is available, too. And after the dinner, they will have a live auction and fund a need, which is terrific. Again, uh, Daryl, if you could explain fund a need, because I think it's very important to tell people about this element. But fund a need is an opportunity for people to uh, to give that haven't uh, given in the, the live or the silent auction, and they feel like they are just moved by the 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 mission to uh, give a little bit more so that's that opportunity it is a great thing the program will end by nine o'clock at the latest which is good you got to get home to hit the sack because it's thursday you got to get up for friday and go to work uh again the comprehensive mentoring program wellness activities and leadership opportunities coordinate family community school and county resources i wish we did that across the board daryl i what i really wish right now is that these uh, and i'm talking about left and right democrat and republican centrist all the rest of it i really wish we'd stop giving such a bad example to young people that everyone hates everyone else and it's just horrible because that's not how life really is that's right we'll set all those things aside uh, next thursday night and we'll be right down the middle and uh, making a difference in the lives of uh, young people Trying to help people out, as a matter of fact, and, and not making money doing it. That's the other thing. I can do that, but you have to pay me $6 billion to show up. It's like, well, it's, you're not really helping. Then you're actually causing, causing a problem. But, yeah, this is all really good people behind really good ideas and a wonderful event. And then I'm, I guess we're having a barbecue. But we don't know. Daryl and I don't know when the barbecue is. I guess that's Catherine we'll be that there. knows when the barbecue is. I promise I'll be there. <laughs> Well, I look forward to it. And please bring your lovely wife with you. What a nice person she oh, is. I'll bring her. The whole thing. I look forward to seeing you, my friend. And all the best a week from tonight. Boulder Options 2019 Gala, Thursday, May 2nd, 5 to 9, over at the Minneapolis Event Center Riverside Room. Daryl, thank you so much for being with us. Lovely to talk to you about Boulder Options and about life and marriage and kids and uh, your profession. And it was a great conversation. I appreciate your time today, sir. Thank you. Thanks for you. And good to be with your family here. Thank you, Daryl. We'll be back with the family. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. That was Daryl Thompson on the best of. And if you have the means, I would highly suggest becoming a mentor. It makes a huge difference in young kids' lives. Coming up next, we had author Becky Lomax in, well, on the phone, I guess, talking about her new book, Moon USA National Parks, The Complete Guide to All 59 Parks. Next on The Best Of... You got a friend in me. You got trouble. I got them too. Andy just told me somebody's announcing something. What are they announcing? Our new site. New URL. We have a new site. Jointhefamily.live. It exists now. Really? Jointhefamily.live? Yeah. I so they can made text it. or they can call. Can they call or text or what do they do? They just go to that. It's, it's a website. It's a website. Oh, it's a website. I thought it was. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. You said it was. Never mind. You know, the, 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 uh, that interweb thing. <laughs> the interweb. Basically, the yes. idea is our old website was old and only kind of worked. So now we have a new one. We have a new one and it works? It yeah. does work. Didn't we pay the other guy a lot of money to make sure the website worked? Well, that was like five years ago. And WordPress <laughs> oh, keeps updating. And every time it updates, it breaks yeah, something that's old. That's and true. you never know. I suppose that's true. Yeah. So we're good to go now. Yep. All right. Is, is Ms. Lomax ready to go? Indeed. Becky Lomax with us, so the book. Becky, so what, what's the moon part of Moon USA National Parks? What is the moon part? Moon is Moon Travel Guide. So it's, it's oh, it is, okay. It's a series of books, yeah, that are all guidebooks for traveling. 
Okay, Becky, this is a problem because Cassie said that's what it was, and now she's been proven right, so I'll never hear the end of it. One point for me. I'll never hear the end of it now. Here it comes. (laughs) But in any case, we were just talking about how beautiful the national parks are in the United States of America. Moon USA National Parks is a complete guide to all 59 parks. Um we just had a, a quiz, and, and we talked about Sequoia National Park. Well, I'll tell you what. I just want to turn it over to you because I want to hear uh, from from your perspective. Is there a top? Is, is there a number one? Or, or are all national parks considered to be gems and they're not really ranked? Or how do they how do, they do that? Well, they're, they're ranked, but by different things. So, like, if you want to know the park that the most people go to, it's Great Smoky Mountain National Park in the Appalachians. Oh, sure. And, you know, it probably is because, you know, it's got so many large population centers around there. Uh, if you want to know the largest park, that's Wrangell St. Elias in Alaska. It's huge. Oh, yeah. It's about seven. Seven and a half million acres, or something like that. Wow, it's a lot of acres. Uh, I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> have fun mowing that lawn. Yeah. I'm not yeah, walking. Yeah, I'm not walking that whole trail. <laughs> Mow the lawn. Exactly. So yeah, they're you know they're they're sort of ranked, but on different um, you know different categories of things. There's no park that's actually number one of them all. Except I kind of have to throw Yellowstone in there because yeah. it was our yeah. first yep. national park. And I'll, yep. and I'll so, tell you, Yellowstone's you know, phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Oh, those geysers, the wildlife watching, absolutely. Yeah, phenomenal place. Totally cool. Unbelievable. You know, by coincidence, I do a morning show as well, Becky in town. Um, Mm -hmm. And by coincidence, on the morning show this morning, they voted on their favorite national park. And I had never even heard of it. It's it's Red something. Red. God, what was the name of it? Because it wasn't Redwood. Muir Woods. Is is Muir Woods a national park? Uh, It's a national monument. So a slightly different category. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's beautiful as well. It's in the Bay Area of California. Yeah. Right. Really beautiful. But yeah, they talked about, they they voted uh, Sequoia was in there. There was one in Alaska, maybe the one you just mentioned, but there's some, the number one they chose was Red, Red something. Andy, would you see if you can find a a national park that starts with Red? Uh, Because I don't know. Who chose? But it's not Redwoods National Park? No, it's not. No, it's not Red Woods. It's something mm-hmm. else. I don't know. I don't know what it could possibly okay. be, but, um, a big you know, fa- you have all... Sorry. Sorry. No, go ahead. A big factor, too, when you're going to the National Park is what time of year you go there. If you go when sure. all the tourists are there, you won't have as good as a time if you go and you're the only, <laughs> the only one there. I've yeah. been, and especially That is so true. It's true. Like, I've been to Yellowstone and Glacier yeah. a lot, and if you go a certain time of year, it's like going to Disney World where there's 20 million people, and then I've been there when I'm yeah. the only one yeah. there, and you see stuff that you'll never see with all the tourists. Exactly. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. the wildlife Yellowstone comes out more, is- Tom, when there's nobody there. Sure. sure. <laughs> this is true. Well, and you go to places like Yellowstone in winter, take the snow coach into Old Faithful, and you can be one of 15 people watching Old Faithful Geyser erupt when in summer there's, you know, several thousand rimming, <laughs> making a ring around the geyser. Yeah, that, that's so miserable when there's a couple totally thousand people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could see yeah. that. Is, we have na- a national park or two in Minnesota, don't we? I think. You do. You do. You're, uh, you have voyagers. That, that probably is the oh, closest yeah, yep. one to um, Minneapolis. And that would be the one that, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a water park because it's made up of these giant lakes. And so it's, it's a favorite of people that want to go boating or kayak paddling oh, sure, or fishing. Sure. And lots of camping there where you could boat in camping, you know, where you can just boat to a campsite and kind Ooh, of be off on good. your own someplace. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. And then pretty close to you also is Isle Royale. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, up in Lake Superior. Yep. But on that one, you have to drive uh, probably about a day's drive, and then you have to hop a boat. So it takes a little bit to get there. But it's it's really, um, you know, again, a water park where, you, you know, kayaking, lots of hiking on the island, uh, moose, moose watching. 
The whole deal. <laughs> so I just I just for, uh, learned, as a matter of fact, I did not know this, but Isle Royale is actually owned by Michigan. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, didn't I thought it was a Minnesota yeah, property, but apparently it's Mi- it's Michigan. Well, yeah. What? Why did they Michigan, get it? Michigan, but you know what? It's yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, <laughs> but it's it's actually pretty close to Minnesota, up on that northern. Yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. So. It's just not yeah. fair. They get Isle Royale, and we get you know the wood something. Anyway, um, the people, I, I got to believe a lot of retired people, they get these RVs and, and they just go from national park to national park, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they go up to the mountain parks in the summertime when all the snow is gone. And then Ooh, when yeah. the snow shows up in the mountain parks, they head to the southwest where, you know, those parks are wonderful in winter and spring, early spring. So it's a, yeah. You can just travel around park to park, and people do it. That would be one. I, I see. I would. I'm not usually in for that kind of thing, but I think I would love to do that. To be in an RV driving from park to park like that. It's how relaxing would that be? That'd be wonderful. Yeah, and just stay as long as whatever you know you feel like it, and move on to the next one. Then I was very surprised yeah. how, how how much I enjoyed, and I still do going to national parks. I when my first time was you going to Yellowstone and. I was just blown away by Yellowstone, and I was there when there was nobody there, so we got to really right. see it. And then I went to Glacier the same trip, and Glacier's just, it's just, it's just breathtaking. Yes, I I get to go to Glacier a lot because I live right outside the park, and uh, so that's kind of a year-round backyard favorite for me. And I I, I had I, I don't go on tours, so I go out on my own. And we were, like, down these uh-huh. dirt roads, like, far from anything. And a deer literally walked right up to my car and put his head right in the window. Like, it was just <laughs> such an amazing experience. And I saw, boy, yeah. the, I saw the biggest moose I've ever seen in my life in the, walking up a stream. And the water's just breaking over his back. And he's walking like it was nothing. And he comes upon this big, huge tree crowing across the stream. And he just pushed it out of his way like it was a toothpick. And later, <laughs> later, later, we walked over there and tried to move that log, that tree. And it, there was like a thousand <laughs> of us couldn't move it. Like, we, couldn't even, we couldn't even get it to rock. And he pushed it like it was nothing. Well, they're huge. They're the huge. Are really huge. This was a yeah, big, giant it, you know, buck. Big buck. Yeah, and it's actually quite scary when you're in a little tiny car and one comes up next to your car. I mean, he could sit on the car and smash it, practically. You know, i got to tell you something. The one thing you don't want to do, or what you do want to do, is check to make sure that I'm not going to be at the park when you go to it because I'm uh, a bad omen for some reason. I don't know why. This is a true story. I had mentioned Muir Woods. My wife and I went to Muir Woods many years ago. It is absolutely beautiful, these gigantic trees, and it's wonderful. And we're walking through the woods, and it's just very, very peaceful. And I look over, and there's this this guy He's leaning up against the tree. He's got his eyes closed, and he's got his legs crossed. So I said, Catherine, there's a guy over there meditating, so we should probably be quiet. And, you know, he's just, you know, trying to enjoy this great experience through meditation and all the rest of it. So let's keep it down. As I'm saying that to her, he projectile vomited about 10 feet. <laughs> so, oh, no! <laughs> oh. Apparently, apparently he wasn't meditating. He was passed out drunk. Oh, my land. Oh. There's my luck right there, Becky. I'm just telling you. Yeah. That's how life has been for me. It's just. Well, you can see see some strange stuff in the woods. Yeah. You can also see some pretty wild stuff in the woods. I've I've run across some strange characters in the woods. Now, Becky, I have to ask you a question. And this is just that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just have this thought. Have you, are you now, or have you ever been a cop? No. You haven't? Should God, I you have again? the demeanor of a, a no. policewoman. No, you have the demeanor of a policewoman because, <laughs> you know, you, you know what you're talking about, but you think everything's funny. I mean, you'd make a really good cop. You really would. <laughs> well, thank you. Maybe just... I'll do that for my next profession then. <laughs> well, so what, what is your profession right now? What is your title and your job title now? Well, it's pretty much just uh, I'm an author. Is what it is because I pretty much just do guidebooks. Well, that's now. cool, wonderful. Yeah, that's so cool. I, now, got, did, did you know, you... I have the. Well, I was going to say I have the guidebook to Glacier National Park is mine, so I update that Ooh. every couple years, 
and the guidebook to Yellowstone and Grand Teton is mine. So I update that every couple of years. And then now I've got the USA National Parks that covers all of them. Mm-hmm. And um, it's pretty nice to, you know, go yeah. experience national parks I, and write that, about it. That'd be a fantastic job. You're a very lucky person. You would. Very lucky person. My, my wife's grandfather was a park ranger at Yellowstone his whole life. And, oh, my land. And uh, he... Way cool. What, just an amazing career to have and something that I, I would... If I had a, could do my life over again, I would probably go that route. Yeah. And I probably would, too. But, you know, God, we'll go the routes we go. That is, <laughs> yeah, so basically uh, what Becky's saying, because she writes, uh, writes guidebooks for all the parks that... Uh, it's a lot better than working, I would imagine. What a great <laughs> job to have. I mean, it's a great job. It really is. Just writing, writing books about national parks. That's like a dream come well, true Well, she has right to go there. do all the research first. Yeah. For I mean, you, know, you have gotta to go do stay. the research. And, yeah, oh, you do have to fact check yeah, your okay. stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But I, I, but, <laughs> but I have to, Becky, I do want to say. I have to say going to the parks is wonderful. Becky, I want to tell oh, you this. God, yeah. I, I'm a world. Tra- I've traveled. Oh, yeah. I've traveled a lot in the world. World traveled, and I'll tell you, very few places match up to our our national parks. And people that don't go see our parks are missing out a lot. Stuff places like Yellowstone and Glacier, and those parks, they literally change your perspective on life. Totally. Yes, they do. And you know what? As as much of my life that I spent going to national parks, and I still go, I still have those life changing experiences in new parks. You know, and oh, get I out agree. there and am totally wowed. Like one of them that just blew me away last spring was Theodore Roosevelt National Park in North Dakota. Oh, I've been and there. I've been there. Oh, yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I kind of thought, okay, cool, we'll go see some Badlands and whatever. Oh, my goodness. The wildlife watching was on par with Yellowstone. It was so cool. Yeah, North Dakota's Being got a lot. Sit there and, <laughs> yep, watch bison and eagles and prairie dogs and coyotes and, and wild horses. So, yeah, it was a pretty amazing place. Every time I go to a new one, I'm, I'm blown away. My last one was Denali, and I was blown away of the beauty there. Oh, it's yeah, that one. That one's amazing. Yeah. The only problem with Denali is it, you, you have to hike a lot unless you want to take that dumb eight-hour tour bus, which I'm not doing. Yeah, because <laughs> you're not allowed. To, most people don't yes. know you're not allowed to drive your car through there, Tom. Right. Oh, yeah, I so can you see have that. to get on the bus. That. But I don't. I but, didn't get on the bus. You know, I just hiked. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You have to take the bus in if you want to get in for the views of Denali, though, or. Hike a really long way. Yeah, or go on the or go on the internet and look at pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's real nice. Well, Becky, some of us who have jobs actually have to get back to work now, so you know. <laughs> Becky Lomax, Moon USA National Parks, a complete guide to all fifty nine parks. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it everywhere. Correct. Correct. Yes. You can Becky, also look at moon.com, joy- and that'll steer you there. Okay. You're a joy to interview, I'll tell you that, Becky. You have a great attitude. Oh, (laughs) thank you. That was very fun. That was a lot of fun for us as well. We'll be back with the family. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain. For purple mountains, majesties, hop out the fruit and play. That was Becky Lomax on the best of. Coming up next, closing out the show, we're opening up the old vault. Going all the way back to episode 59 with Mike Evans. Next. Patriotism swells in the heart of the American bear. But, I mean, you've been um, known to hit the bong, is all I'm saying. <laughs> been known to hit the bong. If you're born or raised in Hawaii, you hit the bong. <laughs> it's a lifestyle choice. Actually, you know, it's, I mean, in Hawaii, it's, it's such an acceptable thing that, you know, you go in, I mean, it's a true story. You, you go in to have 
to do your taxes, and the first thing the accountant says, you got all your receipts, yeah, okay, put them up here, okay, fired up. <laughs> okay, what are we going to do? You know, while you're doing your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and then I, I go, I got, you know, eight months later, I go, what's the deal? I'm being audited. Probably because of the way we handle doing the taxes. I don't know. <laughs> you were high when you were doing your taxes. <laughs> exactly. Do you have a Do you have a medical marijuana card in California? I don't. Why not? No, actually, actually, I, I actually, I stopped smoking. You did? Yeah, it's been about. Five minutes. Start up again. No, you know what? I stopped smoking pot because um, I just thought. I mean, I miss it terribly. Okay. <laughs> I do. I miss it terribly, but I just thought, you know, at my I'm getting older, I don't need to be sucking pot smoke into my lungs. Well, you're probably right. I it was it was just strictly what it was. I hated giving it up. I really did. I I I, I, I love my pot, and I smoke <laughs> I smoke every day from the time I was about fourteen until about uh, five years ago. Really. Fourteen, you picked it up in in Hawaii with all the uh, locals. Yeah, and my and I always had the killer, dude. <laughs> the killer. Oh, wow. I mean, it was it was the it was the chronic man. It was nice. <laughs> yeah, this so, is wonderful. People, people that didn't even like me would come over to my house because they knew that I had the killer. Everybody likes you. Well, were you growing it yourself? He goes well. No, I never did that. Never did that. I'm trying to think of some funny pot stories. Um, <laughs> Anything's funny I, with pot. When I was a teenager, I, we, I, I used to uh, sell it on the side. And uh, we got some pot that um, was still wet. So I, I told this buddy of mine, I go, you know what we're going to do? We're going to um, we got to dry it out because we got people going to come by. And it was like, it's like four pounds, I guess. So we put it in the oven, Uh-oh. and I just turned it on low. Uh, then we smoked, and we kind of just passed out. <laughs> that whole house reeked. It was an apartment building. The whole block smelled like hot. And you know, this was—I think it was probably. But I, you know, I was never ever. You know, never got into any trouble for it. All closest I ever got in any trouble was uh, you know, I was in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I was doing an appearance. And uh, it was the second time I had been there, and the first time I was there, uh, called down late at night, and uh, the, the kitchen was closed, but the bell, the, they call him bell, bell captain, whatever he Bell hop. Mm-hmm. Whatever he was, he, he worked at the hotel. He, he, I said, is there anything you get? Anywhere I can get something to eat? He goes, well, there's a pizza place across the street that's open real late and I know the guy he's in this he said I'll get you some pizza and bring it over bring it upstairs to your room he says okay so he brought it up nice older guy and I could tell that he was hip so I said do you smoke pot he goes yeah so we sat there and smoked the joint together so about I don't know maybe eight or nine months later I had to go back and had another gig of this in Raleigh same hotel about the same time at night I just gotten in so I called downstairs and I said, can I get some pizza from across the street? And he goes, yeah, we have a guy here that go get it. I said, great, have, have him go get it and just bring it to my room. So I fired up the joint, door, he knocks on the door, I open the door, smoking a joint, and it, it's a different guy. Uh-oh. And this guy, you're smoking pot, comes in, picks up the phone, calls the police. Call the police? Yeah, call the police. Oh my God. Um, I, I and I went over and I started opening the windows, and I only had a couple of joints thrown out the window. I was like on the tenth floor, and um, they won't notice. By the time the police got there, they couldn't smell it, and they, it was late at night. And uh, he goes, "I think he threw a joint out the window," and it was windy and it was up on the tenth floor, so they they didn't do anything. That's the closest. Am I boring you with it? No, no, it's a great no, story. It's a great story. story. I want to hear your story. <laughs> now, when, what did you do with Sonny and Cher? Now, Sonny and Cher, well, people know who Cher is to this day. Even even young people know who Cher is, right? I think so. Yes. I would hope so. I would think so. But Sonny was her husband. They were actually a married couple. How did you start working for them? Um, 
I quit high school and I went to work at a, uh, a radio station emptying trash and working the switchboard. And uh, the record guys would come in to get their try to get their music played, and the uh, PD, the program director, was a real jerk. He used to make them make the record guys wait, you know, an hour before he even see them. So one of the guys worked for Decca Records, and we became friends. And it was Sonny Bono. Really? Now, what city was this in? In, in L.A. In L.A., okay. The station was KRLA. I, I used to, I was a gopher for uh, for two of the jocks, too. Uh, Rob, a guy named Rep Foster. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever heard of him. I don't think so. No. And the afternoon guy, who I was a gopher for, Bob Eubank. Sure, I know Bob. Wow. Absolutely. The and, newlywed uh, game guy? Yep. Well, the game show host, <laughs> yeah. And he, and Rev and Bob actually brought the Beatles to the Hollywood Bowl for the first time. And I was in, I was involved in that only as a gopher. I was just, I was just a kid. But, um, so Sonny and I became close and I started, uh, I worked at Switchboard so I could use the phone. I've always, the phone has always been a big part of my life, even as it is today doing my reports. And, um, so I started, Sonny goes, you know, and my girlfriend and I were going to be staying in the kids in high school. they really great. So I said, oh, okay. So they were using him Caesar and Cleo, and I got Sonny, they got some jobs singing during half times at basketball games and uh, at high school games. Wow. That's cool. And then they started using the real name Sonny Cher, and then I was with them when, uh, when they did uh, I Got You, Babe, and Just You, and... Then used to spend a lot of time over at their house, um, and we'd go downstairs when when Sonny was writing uh, some of his some of his biggest songs. Uh, he had he had a, a little ugly out of tune piano down in the garage, and um, anyway, that's that's how I got to know Sonny. Now, what caused the breakup of their marriage? Do you know? Um, Fame and fortune. I, I, I don't know. By the time that that happened, I had I had moved on. Um, you know, it, it was it was uh, it, it, Sonny was the brains of that outfit. Sure, was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't he have some con- some sort of contract that he owned her? And- <laughs> he, he used to fight with her to get her to. He used to fight with her to get her to to uh, to uh, do gigs. She never wanted to do them. She hated singing. Uh, she she was always a piece of work. I mean, she she was always a piece of work. That's one of my funny, one of my favorite Sunny and Cher stories. And uh, Tom will pick up on this, but a lot of listeners won't until I until I drop the hook on you. Yeah, um, we were they were they were going to sing at the um, retail clerks union hall in Buena Park, and it was a big Friday night dancer every Friday night, and. Um, we drove up. We usually took my car. I had a old beat up station wagon. We drive my car, and uh, Iron Butterfly were playing that night. I remember, and Sunny and Cher was like a warm up act. And um, we're driving back to L.A. So from Buena Park to L.A., what do you think, Tom? Forty five miles. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So we're driving back, 46. and Sunny's like. We're going to go out for a nice dinner tonight. You, go, you can't go because you're not dressed nice enough. And and I I, I lost it. I mean, what do you never go? You're in my car. I drove all the way out there. You give me 10 bucks for gas. I'm going to have dinner. Wherever we're going to eat, I'm starved. No, we're not going. He says, it's a very nice place. And I go, what is, what's, what is it? He goes, it's called Pink's. And you can't get nice <laughs> oh, Pink's. And I, and I had never been to Pink's. I was 16, I was 16 years old. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, I can't believe it. And suddenly I'm screaming and cussing at him. And Cher's kind of acting weird. And, of course, <laughs> as I said, okay, fine. You, you know, I'll drop you off, but you can take a cab. I'm not going to... Because I knew it was in Hollywood. That's all I knew. Right. And, of course, it was Pink's Hot Dogs. It's a hot dog thing. Yeah. Was it the one right across the street really from Capitol nice. Records? Uh, no, this the, the original Pink's is on um, Highland and Santa Monica. Oh, Okay. So you weren't dressed nice enough to go to a hot dog stand. No, I wasn't. <laughs> so what the hell were you wearing? Uh, well, I didn't know. He made it sound like it was some really nice 
you know, restaurant. He was just trying to blow you off. <laughs> he was just pulling my lanyard. <laughs> just pulling your lanyard? Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll buy that one. Now, in your 35 years of doing Hollywood, well, you said it's been on and off, but how many straight years now you've been doing? Uh, this thing that I've been doing now, I've been doing it, uh, I started it uh, two weeks before O.J. killed Ron and Nicole. Oh, that's right. That's right. How did we ever get... So did you just get a call one day from from the station, or did you call the station and say, I'd like to do... No, no, no I called the station, and um, I don't know if you remember this, but I, call, I called the station, and uh, I forgot who the program director was, but somehow they talked you into talking to me and we, off the air. And we talked very, very briefly. <laughs> what a shock that is. Oh, God, here we go. And... Um, and you said, I, I, I remember this, you go, I don't know if you're any good, but you can't be as bad as the guy we have now. <laughs> who, who was that? Jimmy Hollywood. Oh, I, don't I don't even think he's this still alive. Guy, this guy is just the freaking worst. He goes, I'll give it a shot. And then I was on for two days, and then I got a call, and they go, uh, send us a contract. Oh. Honest to God, you two days, and we we decided you you fit in, huh? And Jimmy Hollywood was gone. Jimmy Hollywood was gone, and Mike Evans stepped in. And uh, you know, it's kind of, kind of the interesting uh, over the last few years. For I would guess that it was fourteen or fifteen years, the people at the Ford plant in St. Paul uh, would, st- which is now closed, unfortunately, because of the economy and whatever. But for fourteen or fifteen years, the people at the Ford plant would stop production of the entire plant to sing Aloha Friday along with Mike Evans every Friday for fifteen years. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. <clears throat> it was unbelievable. And that was one of the things that was brought up when they finally did close the plant and people were, you know, uh, you did that one last Aloha Friday with them. That was a hell of a story. That was an amazing story. You know what's amazing is I was in Hawaii. Well, you know, I go to Hawaii a lot, as you constantly Oh, complain. Christ, you never <laughs> work. <laughs> you hear that water running? No. You peeing? This is bong water. Decided <laughs> <laughs> to smoke again. Drive. What's happening? This is what, you know, when I did radio on, in L.A., I used to call it something, what we're doing now, mm-hmm. radio reality. It is radio reality. You're absolutely right about that. I just had to brush my cheeks real quick. Um, <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he has a dentist appointment to get to. Oh, what the it's hell? a busy man. Oh, what the hell? It's a podcast. Wait a minute, I'll wipe my ass. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you and the dog. Yeah, he's knocking himself out. Got, just got a shitty morning. Oh, oh, oh. I got, I got a story it. for you. Okay. Oh, it's about time. Um, I was in Hawaii. The last time I was in Hawaii, which was about maybe four weeks ago, and bullshit. You were there like last week. Well, maybe it's a few weeks ago. <laughs> maybe it was yesterday. Maybe it's two weeks ago. The um. The Aloha Friday song that, that I sing, I was really, really stoned one day when I when I just started when I just started chanting that out, and and and, and it's and it's a, it's it's a bunch of towns that I've lived in. It's a bunch of uh, celebration words. It's just a bunch of Hawaiian nonsense. But there is a real Aloha Friday song, and I was in Hawaii a few weeks ago. And I'm eating at this place called the Kaka'ako Kitchen. Yeah. And who was who was there? Kimo Kahawano. And that would be the guy that sang Aloha Friday back in the '60s. Oh, really? And I and he's he's he's, uh, he's been in radio in Hawaii forever. <laughs> he isn't right now, but it's like chemo and it's like yeah I, I haven't seen chemo in 20 years i hope he never and, gets uh, cancer we started this wife and cheryl and i sat down and we had breakfast together and i said chemo you're not gonna believe this but i do this aloha friday chant all over the country and i said i've been doing it for like 15 years or so and it's like huge i mean if you're like minneapolis is like a lot of other cities if i don't do it people get mad. Minneapolis more than any other, maybe Minneapolis, St. Louis, and Denver are the three cities. And if I don't do it, I hear about it. I, well, get, I get hateful calls. And why do you think it was over? Why do you think it's so big? Because it is a Friday song? You think that's why it got so big? Yeah, and I also think because I just have fun with it. 
Well, that's true. Like I mean, today. You, you should see. I mean, my Cheryl has stuck her head in my office when I when I when I'm doing an Aloha Friday. My wife, and then I, you know, hang up, and she just looks at me and shakes her head like, "I wish you could see how goofy you look doing that song at your age." I'm I, I'm sure I look very goofy because my eyes are closed. I stand up. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the phone with a pencil and yelling and singing and shaking my head. Sounds it wears me out. I can tell you at the end of Friday, I'm worn out after singing it 30 times. <laughs> oh, I would imagine. Times. So. You do, do you do any afternoon reporting anywhere? I do four. Oh, you do four. Um, Memphis, San Diego. Um, Memphis, San Diego. St. Louis. And Washington, D.C. Oh, in D.C. Where do you do it in D.C.? Uh, top. You're in WTOP? Yeah. Highest billing radio station in America. Is it really? Yes. $65 yeah. million dollars a year. What are they doing right? Everything. Uh, a lot of yeah. commercials. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of love. They're in new one. They're a radio. What do you think of, of, uh, of uh, this Hulk Hogan story? Oh, you mean with, with Bubba Love Sponge? Yeah. You know Bubba? <laughs> What? Yeah, I used to be on with him. That's what I, I thought. Because what? he was so nasty. Mm-hmm. He was he was nasty. It's like a form of birth control. control. He was on in Phoenix. No, was Bubba the Love Sponge is it's a huge. He's a, like a Florida staple, and then he was he, he, he works a lot with Howard Stern. I think he's on Sirius. He's not entertaining like you are. Oh, well, that's that very nice of you to say. Yeah, I, I don't know what what is his deal actually. It, just to be nasty. Just to be nasty. And then he had a very attractive wife. I guess they're now getting divorced because there was apparently a sex tape with Hulk Hogan and his wife. Yeah, I think it's because of the downturn in the economy. All the young can women you, are yeah. leaving the old of, men. Uh, <laughs> I can say, yeah, I can say of all the stations that I'm on, and I'm not just saying this to blow to blow smoke up Tom's ass. Tom, Tom is my favorite station. He really is. Um, hey, Tom. No, really, really. It, it, I enjoy it. It's 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 actually when I know I'm on with you guys, I know it's I know it's you know, there's going to be a good interaction. Freaking Bob's an idiot, but <laughs> I <laughs> love Four Bob. Here. Bob. <laughs> he just attacks for no reason sometimes. Who Bob? Wow. Bob loves you. He's from yeah, the I know. East I know. Coast. That's what. Ever doing. since I made that comment about he didn't tip when we were at the Super Bowl, he's been mad at me. Are you right? <laughs> Remember that you said he didn't tip when you were at the Super Bowl together. <laughs> and, I, and, and your listeners, I mean, and, and your listeners are, it's, uh, you know, it's unbelievable how many of your listeners I've met. I, it, it, oh, it, I know. It, it, I, I meet a lot of your listeners, and then some people that work at the Minnesota Vikings front office, uh, when they come out during off-season, uh, they always, always uh, get together. Um, Who's that? that? He works in the public relations department. <clears throat> it's not Bob Hagen, is it? I don't, I'm terrible at names. Oh, that's nice. I, hey, I'm terrible at freaking names. Come on. Okay. And, uh, but I don't the, know who the, is. The listeners, the listeners are, are, your listeners are nice. Occasionally I get uh, emails from your listeners that listen to you on stream. I don't know if they're pissed off because they had to leave Minneapolis, Minnesota or what. But uh, some of them are, I've had a couple of those that are mean, one in particular. But. They're mean? Yeah. Why are they mean? I don't know. They're just mean to me. They're mean to you. <laughs> yeah, they don't like you particularly either. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen once in a while. You know, you know what my old slogan is for that? What's that? Fuck them if they can't take a joke. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. That's Do the one good thing. When somebody is... Uh, exception with something you said or done? Not for many years now. It used to bother me back in the day, but not for many, many. You know what? I've gotten to the point in my career, as you know, Mike. I'm going to wrap it up in the next few few years anyway. But uh, no, it's like you know what? I can't possibly please. I would try to please people, you know, back in the day. But once they start on that that whole road of uh, you did this wrong and you did that right, once they started down that road, you can't please them. So it's you know what? I just get off my Twitter page, go away. Oh, and I agree. Everybody wants to know your Twitter handle, by the way. Um, um, <laughs> Mike at Evans Radio, I think. Is it at Mike at Evans Radio? You think that's what He's it is? He's not good with names. He said it earlier. Oh, it's <laughs> his own name. Wait, was it? Did you hear that? What? What was that? 
Oh, you're leaving the house to go to go to the dentist? Cool. Yeah, but that's cool. I can relax and put on my shades. I'm going to leave the top up, even though it's uh, 85 degrees, and uh, oh. just relax and talk right. as we go. I enjoy this. You know, this uh, we're enjoying this. This is, a, is very fun. It's a side of you that the, the listeners have never, never seen. I think it's a good thing. Well, I don't know about that, but I enjoy it. Well, they will. The, the listeners will really enjoy hearing the stories and about how you know. Because when you're when you're on doing the deal, you kind of got, you know, you're kind of in high gear and you're talking about Hollywood, this, that, and the other thing. But I've been around you, and you and I've been around each other, you know, a, a lot of times, going to dinner or playing golf or whatever. So I know how you are, and you're, you're a pretty laid back guy in person. I am. I I, I tell you a funny story, folks. This is inside scoop. Tom doesn't mind me telling a story, but this oh, is years go. ago. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not. Should I go ahead and say it anyway? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. It's a podcast. I was visiting my daughter in um, in West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, I finished doing the reports, all my reports, and my cell phone rings, and it's Tom. And Tom goes, you said you're in West Palm Beach. And I go, yeah, I am. He goes, where are you? And I go, I'm, I'm at a place called uh, the, the Emeralds. And he goes, oh, my God. He goes, I, I, I'm at Breakers West, and I, which is literally across the street, is, uh, yeah. across Okeechobee. Yep. And I went, what are you doing there? He goes, well, sometimes I do my show out here in the winter. He said, I, you know, I'm, out, I'm out here for the weekend, long weekend. It's a Friday. Well, he, here's the address. Come across the street. Let's go play golf this morning. Went over there. This is when you both, we were both smoking cigars. Yeah. Uh, it was a great time. Yeah, that I'll was another good time. I'll tell you another great time. One of my favorite times in radio was having dinner with you at the uh, Golden Valley Golf Course. Right. With Norm Coleman. Uh, Kendall Norberg was there. That's right. That's right. Kendall was there. Norm Coleman was there. I was trying, trying to think who else might have been there. It was, it was an attorney, I think. Oh, David Valentini? That's right. David Valentini was there. There you go. And I, and I tell you what, I don't know who paid for it. All I know is that some wine was broke out that night. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to tell you something, my Mike. Favorite nights. I got to tell you something. We've, we've been trying to search down your your Twitter page, and apparently you're black now. With a fro. Yeah, I never use it. I, I, <laughs> you never I use. Know why? You know why? Why? I just. I mean, I like people, and, and and anybody that emails me, I answer. I get I get a hundred, one hundred and fifty emails a day, and I answer every single one. It takes me a long time. Right. I'll spend a couple hours this afternoon doing. I answer every email, but that Twitter thing that just got to be too much. It's like homework, huh? I, I got to be too much, and you know, I got to wash shit off the dog and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I got a busy, busy day schedule. Hey. All right, you're driving, so we're, we don't want you to drive dangerously. So you need to get off the phone. Well, you don't want to talk to me anymore? Well, no, I, you're <laughs> driving. I don't want you to be, you know, I don't want you to get in a car accident or something. I'd love has to talk been, to you. Has, 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 has this gone okay? I just think it's going to be interesting for listeners because this is how you really are in, you know, it's not that you put on a fake personality when you're on the radio. That's not what I mean at all. I do. Uh, I do get I do get emotional. You know, I I, I, I like I, I know Lindsay Lohan, and I don't like Lindsay. And so when I can blast her, I really get excited about doing that. <laughs> Tear the shit out of Lindsay and, Lohan. And tomorrow, tomorrow, by the way, I'm doing thing uh, uh, a big thing on Gary Sinise, who I love, and oh, who is yeah. just a a buddy and a great guy. And he's doing a whole bunch of great stuff for for uh, for wounded the military. So I get excited. So. I, I, I when I'm doing my report, I am I, I'm kind of fired up. Okay, so so you're going to do Gary Sinise? Do you want my pop quiz today? You can think about it. No, no. Uh, here's a, I just want to for the <laughs> listeners to the KQ Morning Show. So uh, tomorrow it's going to be Gary Sinise, and then what are you going to have on the two MP3s for Thursday and Friday? Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> here, here we go. We go. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for calling, and thank you for thinking of me, and uh, thanks for all the support that the Minnesota. You're unbelievable. The Minnesota listeners are giving me. It's really great, and, and Tom, you're 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 the best. I I I just wish I, you still have an open invitation to come to Palm Springs and play golf. And you know what? We'll, we'll, if you want to, we'll hang out with Paul. He's a piece of work. I still haven't you. heard from Majors. He, he he called, and then he was going to call back, and he never called back. Oh, he is so goofy. 
I, you know, I go to church on Sunday, and I go over to this golf course and have breakfast with Cheryl and some friends, and there's Paul Major sitting there with a dumb, dumbest-looking dog I ever saw harass <laughs> people. It's ridiculous. Now, how's he doing? I mean, do they do, they do well in, in the ratings? Uh, he's number two in the market. Number two in the market, and number one would be who? ABC. ABC, really? For some reason, I think people feel more... Um, it is weird, isn't it, the way Los Angeles is, a, the, the industry city. Yeah, I was. Then I told Paul the last time I talked to him, I actually thought he should have gotten that job instead of. Uh, he's much better than Scott Pelly. What do you think? What does he do with Bruce Williams? Is he really as nice a guy as, as everybody says? He is. Going? He is a tremendous guy. Alex and Catherine know him as well. He is a very, very nice man. A very talented guy. He's a communist, but other than that, I love. <laughs> by the way, I love communists who make fifteen million dollars a year. I love that. <laughs> You gotta love that. That's a, no, but Brian is a very smart man, very talented guy, and he's a great guy. The NBC anchor we're talking about. But uh, what? Oh yeah, yeah, nothing. Fellows would. Oh, but we got the we got the pod dog with us. By the way, was Mike not covered in poop. <laughs> but you know, Mike, you looking back? So the whole thing started with O.J. Simpson. You and I first uh, worked together during the O.J. Simpson trial. I mean, we've gone through uh, obviously nine eleven. We've gone through. I mean, I remember the day you were on after George Harrison died. Uh, all those dates, I cannot believe. And I, I literally just realized today that it's been eighteen years. That's amazing. amazing. It is unbelievable. Well, it's uh, it's uh, it's been a good run, and as long as you're there uh, and you'll have me, I'll be there with you. We got to make it at least two more years to make it twenty years. That would be perfect. That would be tr- perfect. Maybe Trammy cannot interrupt me one of those days. <laughs> good luck to you, pal. That's all. Have I got. a good one, guys. You too, Mike. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking out your snow shovels, just move away. Cause that's what I'm gonna do if it actually snows today after this new episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Brought to you as always by Brad Shaw and Bryant. Great clips this week. Daryl Thompson, Becky Lomax, and Mike Evans. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you. Next week. <laughs>